On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in Jay Forster of Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets to discuss what both the Florida Panthers and the Columbus Blue Jackets have done since their previous matchup on November 21st. Will the Florida Panthers special teams come up big this time around as opposed to last time? With Patrick Lane coming back, what is going to be the impact of this game? And we're also going to talk about both goalies be between the the two teams all on today's edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast your locked on panthers your daily podcast on the florida panthers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day So it feels like it's only been five minutes since the last time Blue Jackets and the Panthers played, but here we are again. Columbus is in Florida for uh, the week. They're going to be facing the Panthers. They're going to be facing Tampa Bay. Two uh, should be two tough games, and so I thought let's uh, let's see how the Panthers are doing. Let's get friend of the show, uh, my wonderful colleague here at Locked On, uh, Amanda Velez of Locked On Florida Panthers, to uh, try and tell us what is going on with the Panthers because I just checked what their last few games have looked like. And uh, it's been, like I, like, I, like I said off stream, uh, it's been a little bit of a rough rough December for the Panthers so far. So uh, what's, let's start with that. What's up with that, Armando? Up and down, roller coaster, all, you, you, you name it. A- any, anything that has sometimes gone wrong with the Panthers have, and then with sometimes for teams that you go into thinking that, you should win sometimes it's an encouraging sign when you when you goals that happen with opposing teams i mean let's just talk about since the last matchup between the florida panthers the columbus blue jackets the panthers record is four four and two with a goal differential of exactly zero and that was really the start of sergey bobrovsky's poor play and spencer knight taking the 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 crease for for the Panthers. I mean, since that since that game between the Florida Panthers and the Columbus Blue Jackets, where the Florida Panthers had ninety more ninety four shot attempts, but where we described it last time as throwing muffins right at Daniil Tarasov. But I mean, you get you get a win against the a Boston Bruins team with with Spencer Knight between the pipes, three power play goals for the Panthers, two straight games with a with a blown third period lead between the. St. Louis Blues, Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary game, they don't show up at all in Matthew Kachuk's return. Two straight games of 5-1 wins over uh, over Vancouver and Seattle. But then the, the Seattle game on December 3rd was really when the injury bugs started happening for the Florida Panthers as well. Patrick Hornquist gets a concussion. So does Radko Gudis. Patrick Hornquist going on LTIR. Uh, Alexander Barkov misses the entirety of their Western Canadian trip due to what was reported that he had pneumonia and just the inconsistent play of the goaltending. But Sergei Bobrovsky has started the last three games uh, uh, for the Panthers due to Spencer Knight being ill. Spencer Knight did pull, did get pulled from their last game of their road trip against the Winnipeg Jets. It seemed like a, or the Panthers due to the injury bug coming at that point in the road trip and then an encouraging win against the Detroit Red Wings, which Detroit looked like a game from last season for President's Trophy winning Florida Panthers. And then just the 
still unable to figure out the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, which th- their game was kind of like last year too, where the Tampa Bay Lightning were consistently getting in shooting lanes and passing lanes and it resulting in not even putting the any amount of pressure on Andre Vasilevsky. And then uh, we had a very animated Paul Maurice on, on Sunday on a rare second period timeout where the Florida Panthers were just trapped in their own zone uh, for Sergei Bobrovsky. And Sergei Bobrovsky in these last three games has just been, uh, he hasn't been the least of the Panthers' issues, though there's been a lot of goals given up, uh, but he hasn't been the one for the Cats. Yeah, for sure. And I wanted to I wanted to talk about that because I feel like Sergei Bobrovsky started off the season pretty well. I remember checking the stats and being like, oh, hey, this looks a little bit like the Bob that we remember in Columbus. And it seems like, He's just kind of, again, inconsistent feels like the word. Some nights he shows up and you get Vesna Bob, and then some nights you get, like, 2020 Bob, where, you know, he couldn't he couldn't stop a beach ball. Um, is, I mean, we can, we can talk about the game specifically a little bit later on. Do you expect Spencer Knight to start tonight, or is this going to be another Bobrovsky versus his old team? I believe it's going to be another Bobrovsky versus his old team because uh, he, Spencer Knight's uh, missed the last few games with an illness uh as we are recording 33 a.m spencer knight is on the ice for their third goalie uh alex line was still on on the ice for 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 the panthers they're carrying three goalies at the moment so it me it, it tells me it's going to miss at least one one more game for for the panthers sometime on wednesday or thursday alex lines is like gonna be uh placed on on waivers uh to to at least bring a foul for for the Panthers. So right now they're carrying the three goalies right now for for the Panthers. So I'm gonna expect uh, Sergey Bobrovsky to be between us tonight. Uh, and you know they got they gotta they gotta see what they got in in their ten minutes. If past this season they can still keep them, especially with the cap going up. The 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 owners are actually in Florida uh, their meetings with the commission. So right now they're they're going to be passing salary cap, and the the Panthers got to get an indication of of whether it's going to hinder them in the future or whether it's it's uh they're going to have to try to find a trade partner. Which Bobrovsky's no move clause doesn't become a modified no trade clause until July 1, twenty twenty four. So there's still over a year between between when they can move him without his permission, at least to half the teams in the NHL. Yeah, like that. I love Sergei Bobrovsky. I loved every minute that he was in Columbus. Uh, I was really upset when he left. Um, that contract was bad when he signed it. Mm-hmm. And just feels like it's getting worse and worse and worse. And I do feel I do feel bad for him because I feel like he was never going to live up to that contract. And that's kind of, I always, I was, when I see guys get that free agency money, I'm like, yeah, go get get that free agency paycheck. But I feel like how how often do you see a free agent signing work out and be like, man, that was a bargain, you know? Um, so I feel I feel bad for Bobrovsky, but I want to talk about um, a newcomer to the team. The obviously last time we spoke, it was kind of a post game thing, um, so we didn't really get a chance to dig into new newcomers to the team, things like that. Um, I want to talk about Matthew Kachuk. Who had obviously you said he didn't really show up against his old team. Um, Johnny Gaudreau kind of did the same thing actually um, against Calgary a couple of nights ago. Um, he has five points in his last five games. I'm expecting. I mean, I'm always expecting big things from Matthew Kachuk. I think 
how how has he looked so far in the season? And are we expecting a big night from uh, from Kachuk tonight? Crazy to think that Matthew Kachuk has five points in the last five games, and he had in the last two. Crazy to think uh, with Matthew Kachuk. But other outside of the two games, he he's had multiple multi point games on the season for the Panthers and has the runs through 25 games in Florida Panthers history, passing Pavel Bure and Jonathan Huberto prior to that. So it, it's just been a treat. It's Despite the up and downs for the Panthers, Matthew Kachuk has just been a continuous treat at 24 years old. I mean, with Jonathan Huberto setting the record for 115 points for the Panthers last season, I mean, that could be, it's crazy how maybe that could be broken in just one season for 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 Matthew Kachuk and and how and just a trade that has worked out individually though though the team success for for the Panthers they're still all there we still we knew this was going to be a step back season we knew that this this was going to be a change in what the Panthers were going to do of course uh, losing Mackenzie Weger so that's proved to be a, a bigger loss and the the Panthers just re- recently uh, has just has they have been trapped in the neutral zone that have been creating odd man rushes and then a hard time getting out of their, uh, uh, I mean, the, the, the power play and the, the special teams is up and down. That's really what, it, what sometimes you'll have a few games in a row where you have a, a power play goal. And then in the case of the game against the Boston Bruins, you'll have three in one. It's just been, it's just been that up and down. And of course, uh, Anthony Duclair is uh, almost back, but I don't really have an expect. I don't really have too many expectations on an Achilles injury coming back from that, because that's a really hard one to come back from. And missed a, a little bit of time. He missed the he missed time towards the end of that road trip as well, and earlier uh, in in the show. And the show, so it's it's been it, it's been a little up and down. And those injuries aren't necessarily an excuse. Uh, now now I wonder. I wonder what, and I talked about this on yesterday's show. I wonder what Paul Maurice being animated on the Panthers bench on is going to do for this team going forward because they had a day off yesterday. Now, how are are their minds refreshed going into this matchup? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think it's going to be it's going to be a really interesting game. I think um, for for both. Both teams, obviously, the Blue Jackets are looking to continue their their win. Their, is, is it win streak when you've only won two games in a row? I don't know, but I'll I'll take it. Um, they're going to make it three in a row. Obviously, the Panthers are looking to rebound um, off two back to back losses. Uh, in a minute, we're going to flip the script. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about how the Blue Jackets have played this past well since the last time the the Panthers have faced them. But first, uh, I've got to tell you about one of our sponsors. Which is Bet Online because Bet Online is your number one source of sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college ball season, basketball, the World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. I know uh, America is no longer in the World Cup, England is no longer in the World Cup, but if you wanted to put some money on, I don't know, Morocco winning it all, then maybe that might be something that you could do at BetOnline.net, and you can put some money on tonight's game as well. Um, Panthers are probably the favourites, but hey, if you feel like an underdog bet, the Blue Jackets might not be the worst option. They are the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today, that is betonline.net. Use your laptop or mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. And 
where the second segment is going to start, I think, is probably with Armando asking exactly the same question that I asked him 10 minutes ago. Yeah, so I'm seeing since their matchup on on November 21st, the uh, Blue Jackets are 3-5-1, and one, and some of the, some, the wins include at Winnipeg, Calgary, and L.A. And I saw a stat yesterday via Alex Slemp of Full Press NHL. There's only three teams in the NHL that haven't gone on a three-game win streak this season. Panthers, Blue Jackets, Anaheim Ducks. Those are the three teams. And tonight could be the night where where it could come down to two. So a few things are on the line. Uh, of course, uh, seeing, seeing what has happened since as far as, far as players being back or players who are not there as of right now, Patrick Lane has, has been back. I've seen, uh, and he's been over a point per game, uh, playing on playing on that on that second line from according to Daily Faceoff as well. And then Johnny Gaudreau just being a treat. Uh, we spoke about Matthew Kachuk. Despite this, the the wins not coming together, Johnny Gaudreau. I'm seeing that he's having a very good individual season as well. But I'm I'm seeing now that that Jonas Jonas Corposalo is on injured reserve. And now it seems that the the pipes are now back to what Elvis Merzlikens uh, was. The numbers don't necessarily look good as far as last few weeks because they've been in high scoring affairs. I mean, even in their most recent win against the LA Kings, but even in that game against uh, the Buffalo Sabres where uh, Tage Thompson went, went off scoring those five. How has, but is it is it all on Merzlikens and Corpusalo, or how has the blue line uh, looked as well for this uh, Blue Jackets team? Because I, I see that they can score, but it's been it, it's uh, I see I see based on the stats that it's been really hard to uh, defend. Yeah. So the thing about the Blue Jackets, and this has been true for a while, um, for at least the past couple of seasons, is the Blue Jackets either get good goaltending or they get good defense. Um, and they can't seem to have both in the same game. Uh, I will say, uh, Muslikins, I thought was phenomenal against the Calgary Flames. Um, Jonas Corposalo was played the first period, uh, I believe made 11 of 11 saves, went with it, uh, went down with an injury. Muslikins started the second period, um, and then went on to make 19 of 20 saves in, in a 3 1 win over the Calgary Flames. So, great individual performance from Muslikins. And then you look at the game against the LA Kings, which, I mean, everyone won. Everyone scored. Everyone. Um, <laughs> it was it was not necessarily a, a good game for Elvis. I don't think. Um, I think it was. I think he made thirty three of thirty nine saves or thirty thirty three of thirty eight saves. Excuse me, um, which is not terrible, but is not necessarily where you want him to be. The trouble is, like you mentioned. The defense is just not there. Um, I think Elvis needs to be better, for sure. But when your defense is allowing, you know, an average of three expected goals per game, then it's it's tough for any goalie to, you know, not every goalie can be Igor Shosturkin, who I think faced a, a huge challenge last season where the, the Rangers were just terrible defensively and Igor Shosturkin bailed them out every single game. Elvis Muslikins is a good goalie. Um, I still believe in him as the goalie of the future. He is um, not Igor Shosturkin. So it's tough for him to turn up when um, 
the defense every single game. I mean, I, I looked it up. I did some more. I've been doing some keeping up on the defensive numbers um, because uh, like, it makes me laugh. I have to laugh because otherwise, what, what else can you do? Um, the current ex- average experience of a Blue Jackets defenseman is 179 games. Uh, and that is uh, and that is because Eric Branson has played over 650 games. He is bringing that average way up. Um, let me just see if I can find the the tweet again because it's they have two defensemen that have over 200 games. So the the current defensive um, crop right now, Gabranson at six six six, which I feel like he maybe should just leave it there. I feel like that's like he's peaked. Um, Vladislav Gabrikov is at two thirty, and then it drops to Andrew Peak at one forty one. And then after that, uh, Jake Christensen, 19 career NHL games, 1-9. Bjork, 13 NHL games. And Tim Burney, 3 NHL games. It's, 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 it, it, like, it, Elvis needs to be better, but I'm also extremely unsurprised that he hasn't been, like, the numbers haven't been on his side. Because that's, and the young defensemen have been very good. I want to say, I don't, this is not me to be like, oh man, Tim Burney, who's got three NHL games, has been terrible because he's been really good. Marcus Bjork has also been really good. But when you've got guys that, when you've got half of your defense corps played under 20 NHL games, like you're fighting a losing battle immediately. So it's it's tough to say, oh, Elvis needs to be better. Elvis is a victim of his defense. I think both are the answer. Um, but I've seen I've seen real improvement from him over the past past couple of games. I don't think he was he was very good against Hungary. I don't think he was terrible against um, LA. Uh, Buffalo happened. Um, it we do, it's fine. We don't we don't need to we don't need to talk about it. Um, I thought he was fine against Pittsburgh. He was he was actually pretty good against Pittsburgh right up until the end. Um, it was three one, and then he had I think thirty three saves at that point, and then they scored a four on four goal after the empty net attempt. Uh, Elvis decided he wasn't down with an empty netter and did the he just kind of threw himself back across the ice. Puck ended up going in, so it counts as as a goal on him. But I thought he was he's been in three of the last four games. I think he's been fine. Um, and honestly, at this point, I will take. Fine. I will take league average goaltending from from Elvis Mosleykins at this point. Yeah, and we talk you talk about the inexperience of the blue line. Eric Branson, former uh third overall pick by the Florida Panthers, just has like you said, he's peaked that like for his his ceiling for, for in the airing uh defenseman. And then you talk about Zach Rensky still being out for the rest of the season is uh is still is still out as well jake bean uh who in, in, in a trade as well that's just been that's just been it doesn't add to the it, it doesn't add to the defense core that's already inexperienced as it as it is uh for for the blue jackets but with with uh with with columbus uh with columbus uh what what uh what when, when it comes to when it comes to fitting into system and also the young guys who are who are who are in there like a like a Cole Sillinger a Kent Johnson as well and even even parts of the 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 trade Lane and Dubois which uh Jack Roslevic has also got on, on the score sheet as well so maybe maybe Columbus uh is going to end up winning that overall but who are uh, fitting into the system yeah, for sure. And I think it's, I actually talked about this with um, Harrison Lee of Locked on Jets 
uh, very, very recently. Um, Jabbar has been phenomenal for the Jets, I think. Um, especially this season, he is just a complete monster on the ice. He's one of the tr- the NHL's true legitimate power forwards. Um, I know everyone calls Matthew Kachuk a power forward. I necess- I don't necessarily think I would, but Dubois plays in the NHL like I play NHL on the PlayStation. You know, just big goals, big hits. Like he's pretty solid defensively, and um, which was not always true. Um, he's been really good for the Jets. However. He has been pretty vocal about not wanting to stay there past the end of this contract. Um, he's his contract is up at the end of this mm-hmm. season, I believe. Season. Um, he will be a restricted free agent, so the team still has control. Um, but I think he he wants to be somewhere else. Um, is that what's going to happen? Maybe, but when you look at how Patrick Line has fitted into this team, like you said, he's been about a point per game since he came back from injury. Uh, he's got, I believe, eight goals in 14 games this season, um, which is if he plays, which is a 47 goal pace in a full 82 games. Um, you look at Jack Rostovic, who I have been very critical of uh, so far this season. He kind of responded to my continued ne- negativity by having a four point night against um, against the LA Kings. Two, two goals, two assists, uh, one short-handed goal, one power play goal. He had a really, really good game. Um, Patrick Laine wants to be in Columbus. He has spoken extensively about how much he likes it there, how much his girlfriend likes it there, and how happy he is there. He had a really great moment um, against... It was the game against Winnipeg. He had a two-goal two goal night, and then afterwards, they were like, hey, did you know that Columbus is the only team that you haven't scored against? And he's like, yeah, I hope it stays that way. I don't want to score against Columbus. Like I want to spend the rest of my career here. And like that, that plus obviously the whole Johnny Gaudreau thing, um, the concept of having players want to stay in Columbus to me is almost as important as their on ice uh, potential or their on ice experience. I think Dubois has been better, more consistent for the Jets than either Line or Rostovic have for the Blue Jacket. But to me, having Patrick Line for the next, um, I believe it's three seasons at least after this um, versus Dubois maybe going to Montreal, maybe going somewhere else, like doesn't want to be a Jet. Um, maybe he'll change his mind. But I think after this season, we'll know who won that trade and do think it's going to be Columbus, if only because we we will still have both of the players that were involved in that trade and Dubois might be a Canadian by that point. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Patrick Lane can score with the best best of them. Uh, a, a full a full eighty two game season, maybe Richard winner. Uh, so so may, maybe if uh, a healthy season for for him. But we're going to transition to number three, where we're going to discuss the keys to the game for both the Florida Panthers and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So stay right here on Locked On Panthers and Locked On on brackets segment number three here on this crossover edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast and locked on columbus blue jackets i have jay forster here of locked on columbus blue jackets so so keys to the game for the panthers for me is after seeing the last two games being a two two game losing streak of just could is Try to try to get open shooting lanes and to try to get open open passing lanes. I I don't know if it's a one off with Tampa Bay because 
the the size of the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're they're one of the heaviest teams in the NHL using sticks, which uh, which plays a factor for uh, for for them. But just continue to try to connect on connect clean passes and not force anything, especially in the neutral zone. And and we've seen Gus Forsling on multiple games in a row just having shifts of two plus minutes in the Panther zone without being able to get to get another body on the ice. And for for Panthers seeing that the Blue Jackets as far as goals against and penal, penalty kill of and excuse me, power up is just to try to go perfect on the on the penalty kill because the, the the defense has been issue as of as of late for the Panthers really an issue in the beginning, but try to go try try to go at least three for four on on the on the penalty kill. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully perfect on on the PK. So that, that's uh, the key for for me in this game. Yeah, I mean that's that's the key for the Panthers. I think is the Blue Jackets penalty kill has been it started off really strong. Uh, it's been a little bit leaky as of late. Um, so we would like that to, to stop, obviously. Um, the key for the Panthers as well, for me, I think is probably going to be just pucks on net, which is such a simple, stupid, cliched thing. Like, every time I hear someone say that on a broadcast, I'm like, duh, obviously. But the Blue Jackets goal ending has been shaky. Um, I would expect Elvis Mosleykins to start tonight. Um, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Tarasov starts. He played the last game against the Panthers and played well. Um, but if they really need to, if they really want Mislikins out of this slump, he's got to play. You know, he's not going to fix any. He's not going to fix the issues that are, are occurring on the bench. Um, so just, just shoot at him. Um, get as many shots as you can. I know that we talked about this last time. Obviously, the 96, 92, 96 shot attempt against for um, the Blue Jackets. The thing for me is going to be, I think, goals, offense. We've seen this before. The Blue Jackets, if they can get into a scoring race with the Panthers, like that might not be the worst thing. Um, we saw it with LA. Um, we've seen it with a, a couple of other teams this season. Um, Johnny Gaudreau had three points against LA. Um, Patrick Lyon had three points against LA. Like it's If those two guys can get it rolling early, then that's good news for the Blue Jackets. Um, they're on separate lines. At the minute, um, which I don't necessarily agree with all the way. Um, I think you're limiting the effectiveness of your other players. If you have one, if you have Johnny Gaudreau playing 20 minutes a night on one line, Patrick Lyon playing 20 minutes a night on another line, then that means that you've got to split the remaining 20 minutes between your third and fourth lines. I don't know how conducive that is to developing your young players, but that's that is a whole other that is a whole other conversation for another another podcast. Um, I think that's that's the, the big key for me though to just kind of wrap wrap back around to to that is you need your stars to score. You need Johnny Gaudreau to come out hot. You need Patrick Line to continue this blistering pace that he's setting. If we can get, you know, a, a, a three assist night from Johnny Gaudreau and a two night a two goals from Patrick Line, like I think it's gonna be tough for any team to to stand up against when those two guys are on. I think that's, uh, it reminds me very much of, um, maybe not quite the same, but you look at, for example, um, what Crosby and Malkin did in Pittsburgh for so long. You avoid the Crosby line, oh, bad luck, you're up against Evgeny Malkin. 
Um, similar thing in Chicago with Taves and Kane. Oh, you avoid the, the Patrick Kane line? Cool. Now you have to defend against Jonathan Taves. And I think splitting those two guys up, um, while I don't necessarily agree with it, I think is going to give other teams fits because either you have to um, put... I mean, it's, Sasha Barkov is not going to be playing tonight, correct? He's still... He's oh, back. back he's, okay. He came. So okay. He came okay. back on on uh, Thursday. Okay, perfect. So, which line do you give to Barkov to deal with? Because the other line. So so you so you say okay, Patrick Lyon is hot. We'll put Sasha Barkov on on like we'll match those two guys up. Cool. That gives Johnny Gaudreau like a world of space. Who do you match up against Johnny Gaudreau? You know. So that I think is going to be. It's going to be interesting for the Panthers to figure out how how they're going to defend against two elite wingers like that. Mm-hmm. And with the Panthers being the home team, they they of course get the last change, so it helps them with their matchups. I mean, and of course, think about this matchup before thinking about the previous one with with just the amount of perimeter shots that the that the that the Panthers had and not getting in front of the net, uh, tr- trying the the natural stat trick uh, from, but I, just remembering the 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 poor play on special teams, not only giving up a power play goal but giving up a shorthand goal uh, as as well. It two two power play goals actually, and that's that's been really uh, for for a team that's like thirtieth on on the power play. So you, you give up you give up more than one uh you're 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 not in position and the the thing is getting out to an early lead for the panthers because they haven't won a single game this season uh, with with the uh, excuse me one game this season where their opponents score first uh and and it's just getting in 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 the slot and even though Matthew Kachuk had a tip and goal uh the last go round it, it's got to it's also got to continue to start with him getting getting in front of the net as well Patrick Hornquist isn't is Still on LTIR, he's going to be out at least until 29th. So you you got to get a Sam Reinhart in 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 the low slot as well. That that's really what I, I think the Panthers uh, need to do is just and and the captain. Uh, I don't know he's still feeling or how much better he's feeling. He's not going to disclose that. He doesn't owe us anything when it when it comes to that. But the the captain's got to the captain's got to take over and. Aaron Ekblad, even though he's regressed uh, this season since coming back from his groin injury, uh, it hasn't been well on the ice. For uh, he had a minus seven weekend uh, between uh, their game against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and the Seattle Kraken, so it hasn't been a good weekend. It hasn't been a good season for Aaron Ekblad. So uh, it's for Aaron Ekblad. It's about just continuing to close his gaps and 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 be in the power play, just trying to uh, be. One time that's uh one one time it from the from from the left side because he was super effective when healthy seasons ago. So looking at those guys to just continue to uh to uh make uh, Elvis Merzlikens uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. Let's uh let's wrap this up with uh, a little bit of fun. Uh predictions. Who is gonna open the scoring for the Florida Panthers and what is the final score going to be? Carter Verhage is gonna be my guy. Uh, for for to score, uh, he's been he's been the leading goal scorer all season. He's been he's he's just been incredible. Uh, for 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 the Panthers, I mean, 
I, I believe we, we might see Sasha Barkov back on that line because when coming back from injury, we, we saw Sam Bennett with uh, Kachuk and Verhage. But I think uh, after a little bit of a line change on uh, on over the weekend, we might see we we very well might see Sasha Barkov back on that line with uh, Verhage. So I, I'm going to say that Card Verhage is the guy who scores first. And I'm going to say a 4-2 win for the Panthers at home. Uh, th this is a... This is an ESPN Plus exclusive uh, game, so d don't forget that if, if you're local to the area of Florida or Columbus, that ESPN Plus is your place to get it. Mike Monaco will be on the on the call with along with Brian Boucher and uh, Dom Moore uh, for, for this matchup between the Florida Panthers and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So who are you, who is your first score for? Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets? Man, every time I make a prediction like this, someone really random scores. Um, but you know what? I'm going to go with the hot hand. Patrick Laine is going to open the scoring um, for this team. I I hate predicting a final score because I think it's... I, I think I've gotten it right once this season <laughs> in like 25 games of making a prediction. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead. I'm going to say a 4-2 win for the Blue Jackets. Um, I think looking at the goaltending matchup, I, I don't know. I, just, I think Bobrovsky struggles against his former team. Um, and I think that the smart thing to do is is to bet bet against him as much as it pains me to do so. Um, I think when you're uh, like he didn't play well against Philadelphia when he was uh, in Columbus. So it seems to be just kind of a thing um, for him. But yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go four two to the Blue Jackets. And uh, I think that's going to I think that's going to wrap up this this special pregame squad cast of Locked on Blue Jackets and Locked on Panthers. So um, for anyone who wants to catch up on Bobrovsky, anyone who wants to catch up on the Panthers, uh, where can people find you and your show? They can follow me on Twitter at Bondoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers, and they'll see me live tweet throughout the game. And all, not only that, but all things uh, regarding the South Florida sports scene. So they can follow me there. And how about and, you uh, for you my listeners? And uh, you can find me at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you want to follow the show, you can do that wherever you can find Locked on Panthers. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on every podcasting app of choice. Uh, thank you for making Locked on Blue Jackets and Locked on Panthers your first listen of the day every day. Uh, I super appreciate it. Armando super appreciates it. Uh, we're, we're both very grateful to all of our listeners and watchers. Um, Locked on Blue Jackets, Locked on Panthers is free and available everywhere. You're never going to have to get behind a paywall for either show. Uh, that is our promise to you. So uh, enjoy enjoy the game tonight. Uh, I know I will, um, which feels like famous last words, but I'm going to enjoy this game. Hopefully Armando enjoys the game as well. And uh, tomorrow I will be breaking down the game from a Blue Jackets point of view. Armando will be breaking down the game from a Florida Panthers point of view. So uh, make sure you check out both of those shows. Um, at all of the places that we've just mentioned. And until then, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>